Welcome, friends, to Roundtable Radio, produced by Roundtable Writers, where artists support artists. Our multi-generational and multi-genre community is always open to new members. Go to www.roundtablewriters.org to learn more. If you enjoy our community and the projects we do, please consider donating the price of a monthly coffee by signing up on our Ko-fi page at ko-fi.com slash roundtablewriters. Thanks for listening. From poetry and the profound to practical portraits of the writing life, from genres of the fantastic and romantic to matters of the stalwart dramatic, welcome to Round Table Radio, a Round Table Writer's production. Soft breeze is blowing, new green and glowing, sun warmly shining, melting the snow. Brook lets the hurry onward, they scurry down to the ocean gleaming below. Wake, oh my heart, and join in. New life is stirring, earth is reborn. For love is swelling, gay carouseling, sorrow and gold must go. Welcome, friends, to the final Roundtable Writer episode of 2021. A whole new year awaits us ahead with a brand new collection of joys and trials, hardships and breakthroughs, I'm sure. Also, though, a wonderful new selection of books from all over the genre spectrum. I think that we can all safely say that the last two years have been kind of (laughs) hard. The world over has been dealing with the excruciating pandemic, as well as the rise of far-right ideologies and the continuing rampant destruction wrought by corporate greed. Our ecosystems are failing, our societies are flailing, and we're all having a pretty tough time. <laughs> now, I built Roundtable Writers up to to help counter these things in some small way, because I truly believe in our mission of artists supporting artists. Too often, I think there's a sense of division and estrangement in the world of the arts, and actually in the world of writing in particular, with people one-upping each other, and generally not being as kind as they should be. It's vital that we remember who the real enemies are, those who sow division and create despair. It's those who foment conspiracy theories that cost lives, and promote corporate ideologies that desecrate our very humanity. If this sounds... (laughs) Outside the scope of a podcast committed to literature and the arts, let me assure you that it is not. Art is, has, and always will be transgressive and transformative. The purpose of art is not blind self-gratification, the mere emancipation of any single person from financial woe, nor is it consumerist entertainment just a means of switching off one's mind after a hard day of wage slavery. The purpose of art is self-betterment, and the betterment of our fellow human beings. What we do as writers and artists cannot be divorced from the fundamental truth of what art is, the raw act of creating our reality. All the laws, the governments, the corporations, the societal conventions, and the religious norms are fundamentally human-devised systems based on imagination. If any higher power works behind us, it needs to do very little in order to set us off on the path 
to wild creation, for the act of creation burns within the very marrow of our bones. For good or for ill, we decide what the world around us shall be like through our words and through our actions. I think as artists, we need to remember this, and we need to remember that it is through the communal weight of our creative power that we change the very reality we exist within. Fundamental to Roundtable Writers is Ursula K. Le Guin's call for a new generation of writers and artists to emerge who are willing and able to imagine new possibilities for the future. Capitalism may seem inescapable, she said, but so, too, did the divine rights of kings. So, as we slide on into the next year, I hope we can all remember this. I hope we can concentrate on building the sorts of artistic communities that challenge the powers that be, challenge them to better bring about positive changes in our social paradigm. I think we can do it. I believe in us. And even if the road is a slog, it's certain to be easier to walk if we have some good company by our side. <laughs> to which end, I'll step down now off my soapbox to explore today's main subject, a handful of the books coming out in 2022 that you should absolutely check out, starting with a broad selection of books from the world of indie publishing, a, uh, a world that we all really need to look to and support. So first, let's go through some fiction coming out in 2022. We've got Brown Girls by Daphne Palassi Andridis. Uh, Brown Girls is a lyrical novel written with as much force as your typical epic novel. It's a beautiful love letter to friendship, Queens, NYC, and what it means to navigate this world as a brown girl. It will make you think of your childhood friends, and after reading, you'll find yourself wanting to reach out to those friends you miss so much. A review by Rosa Hernandez, third place books, Lake Forest Park, Washington. Um, next we have... Olga Dies Dreaming by Sochil Gonzalez. This is um, another review by Rosa Hernandez. Get ready to root for Olga. I absolutely loved this book. It beautifully captures the Puerto Rican experience with humor and bravery. It felt like home, and when a book feels like home, I can't help but invite everyone over. This next is a review for Peach Blossom Spring by Melissa Fu. By, uh, the review is by Katrina Bright-Yergis, Books and Company. An epic novel that spans decades and continents, starting in China in 1938 and going through modern-day U.S., we follow Mei Lin and Ren Shu as they flee China, seeking refuge and trying to survive. Decades later, Ren Shu's daughter, Lily, wants to know her family history, to know who she is by finding out where she comes from. A beautifully written, arching story that wraps you up and whisks you away. That sounds pretty great, doesn't it? Let's see. Let's find a couple more here. We've got The Sign for Home by Blair Fell. This review is by Rebecca Spees. One more page books, Arlington. Fresh, funny, and big-hearted, The Sign for Home is a sparkling debut guaranteed to keep you turning pages as you follow Arlo Dilly, a deaf-blind Jehovah's Witness, and his ragtag band of misfit friends on their quest to find the love of Arlo's life. 
It is a coming-of-age story like no other, full of humor, drama, and all the highs and lows of a young man whose world is just beginning to expand. That sounds honestly, uh, honestly hilarious. We've got some great nonfiction coming up this year as well. Uh, let's check out High Risk Homosexual, a memoir by Edgar Gomez. This is a review by Michelle Malonzo. High Risk Homosexual by Edgar Gomez has my heart. This memoir is hilarious, but it also is it is also a poignant and searing examination of machismo culture in the Latinx community. Gomez dissects the gender dynamics within Latinx families, speaks with honesty and vulnerability about queerness and what it means to flip those power structures that seem difficult to break. Yet he also writes about the joy at the intersections, and ultimately, this memoir is a celebration of what it means to be gay and Latinx. If you love Samantha Irby, then High Risk Homosexual is your next read. It's thoughtful while still making you LOL. (laughs) Apparently, I am now old enough that I, uh, (laughs) I say the letters of LOL instead of... Uh, pronouncing it okay so that's fine i'm i'm still young i'm hip <laughs> all right um to bring us to a close for this section i'm actually going to jump on over to a wonderful list coming out from uh, she reads shereads.com one of my favorite um, book review sites this is by shavante minis um and is the list of some of the best science fiction and fantasy books coming in 2022. Since this is my jam, this is my genre, this is my love of loves, I really wanted to put a little extra attention here. So the first one is How High We Go in the Dark by Sequoia Nagamatsu. This comes out January 18th, 2022. Another pandemic is unleashed in the world, yet this time it's the year 2030, and an arctic plague released by melting ice is set to reshape the world once more. In the aftermath, while heartbreak, fear, and destruction flood the world, stories are told of characters loosely connected, whether it's seeking a cure, falling in love, and embarking on a cosmic quest to locate a new home planet. This is a world of science fiction with slices of real life. Oh, very excited for that one. We also have Dead Silence by S.A. Barnes. This comes out January 25th. Finders can't always be keepers. And in this novel set on a ghost ship with a soon-to-be unemployed crew, what they find they definitely will not want to keep. About to be replaced by a machine, Claire Kovalik and her crew are on one last mission near the edge of the solar system. When a distress call comes in, Claire jumps to the rescue, knowing anything is better than returning to be let go. Only the ship that signals is the luxurious Aurora, which disappeared more than 20 years ago during a tour of space. Her initial excitement of finding an ancient wealthy ship fades quickly as blood, ghosts, carnage, and madness creep around every corner. Claire might want to investigate the mystery of the lost ship, but she has to survive the horror first, or her crew could be next. We also have The Blood Trials by N.E. Davenport. This comes out April 5th, 2022, and looks sublime. I'm loving the cover art here. It is bold. It is classic. It's really awesome. For Akena Amari, a young black woman, life is filled with action, peril, betrayal, war, and blood. Most importantly, blood. 
The first drop spilled is from her grandfather's death, but it certainly won't be the last if Hakena has a say. Living on a racist and misogynistic planet, Iludu, she knows that someone close had to order his death, and only someone as skilled as the Praetorian Guard could complete the kill. Akena, also secretly trained in combat, learns to harness the blood magic she inherited from her war hero grandfather, Verni Amari. With her skills and her heart set on revenge, Ikenna seeks answers and vengeance in the Praetorian Trials because someone will pay for Verni Amaria's death, no matter the cost. Um, so I know I dramatized it a bit there, but honestly, it looks it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, it's an interesting trend these days, too, I think, with a lot more science fantasy. So you've got a sort of space opera blend that takes the the far end approach to space wizardry and really highlights that versus highlighting the science fiction or the, you know, the science part of the science fiction. We see a lot more, I think, uh, you know, concrete science fiction, hard sci-fi focused on closer to modern life these days than far flung stuff. Um, I could be wrong about that. So feel free to let me know if you have a favorite hard science fiction book, but I am seeing a lot of science fantasy these days. I wanna also want to highlight another one. It comes out in April uh, by Nicola Griffith. It's this Spear. In Spear, the legend of King Arthur gets told from a queer perspective. A young unnamed girl grows up hidden in a cave with her mother. When the girl finally has a name, Praetur, she's older and yearns for more. So she leaves her mother for court where she disguises herself as a man. Along the way, hidden under poor armor and a half-spear, the girl, filled with unknown magic, discovers her strength and falls in love. Praetor continues until she also encounters knights, fights off warriors, and ends her journey in an unusual Arthurian kind of way. Oh, that also sounds really lovely. There are so many other books coming out next year that you should be excited about. Another book by Rebecca Rowanhorse called Fevered Star. A book by Jen Lyons, The Discord of Gods, um, which Lev Grossman says everything epic fantasy should be. So, you know, that's a pretty good review right there. Uh, there there's just so much great fantasy and science fiction coming out next year i am so excited and a huge uh, huge thanks to shivante minis for writing such a lovely selection of reviews over at shereads.com all right so today to close i want to read a poem as always this is going to wrap a uh, wrap up our year so i think it's a poem that we really need to pay attention to i think it's, it needs to be an important poem that's why I chose Questions from a Worker Who Reads by the incomparable Bertold Brecht. Questions from a Worker Who Reads Who built the seven gates of Thebes? The books are filled with names of kings. Was it the kings who hauled the craggy blocks of stone? And Babylon, so many times destroyed... Who built the city up each time? In which of Lima's houses that city, glittering with gold, lived those who built it? In the evening, when the Chinese wall was finished, where did the Masons go? Imperial Rome is full of arcs of triumph. Who reared them up? Over whom did the Caesars triumph? Byzantium lives in song. Were all her dwellings palaces? 
And even in Atlantis of the legend, the night the seas rushed in, the drowning men still bellowed for their slaves. Young Alexander conquered India. He alone? Caesar beat the Gauls. Was there not even a cook in his army? Philip of Spain wept as his fleet was sunk and destroyed. Were there no other tears? Frederick the Great triumphed in the Seven Years' War. Who triumphed with him? Each page of victory, at whose expense the victory ball. Every ten years a great man who paid the piper. So many particulars. So many questions. Well, that's all for today, folks. I hope you're having a restful, quiet, safe, and fun holiday season. And may the new year be bright and merry for you all. Go easy. And if you can't do that, if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Roundtable Radio is brought to you with the generous support of our Kofi patrons. If you enjoy our community and the projects we do, please consider donating the price of a monthly coffee by signing up on our Kofi page at ko-fi.com slash roundtablewriters. Our music is Spring off the 1941 album Folk Songs of the Americas and uploaded to the Internet Archive by the Cowley Austin Foundation. Roundtable Radio is made available under the Creative Commons license BYNCSA. This license allows reusers to distribute remix, adapt, and build upon the material in any medium or format for non-commercial purposes only, and only so long as attribution is given to the creator. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode.